you guys are here. It's it's funny that we actually have a podcast. Um, Who do you think you are? I'm nobody. But obviously the Lord thought we had something to say. So here we, here are. we are. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. And for the comments and the... Uh, you know, that is not to be, you know, thought of as something just as nothing. Thank yeah. you for listening. Yes. Really, thank you. Yes, it's it's really a blessing. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about faith, but not in the sense of how we normally would teach faith. You know, we talk about the substance of faith and things hoped for, but we're going to angle it, I guess, from a, a relationship with God, with the Father. Okay. All right, well, let's get started. All right, well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my father, my pastor, gave out a devotional, and for that day it was Mark 11. Mm-hmm. And I'll paraphrase and I'll read some of it as we go on. But the part that uh, stuck out to me was when Jesus cursed the fig tree and Peter came by, they saw it the next day, and he was marveling at the fact that it was withered away. And Jesus said to him, have faith in God. I believe that is in um, tw- verse 22. Mm-hmm. And as it, in 23, it reads, and I'm sure this is a scripture that people know. It says, uh, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast thou and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. And 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, he saith it again, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And in 24 it goes on to talk about, if you have basically any sin, go ahead and... Oh, you mean 25? 25, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, and when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. And at that time, my wife, as I was reading this, my wife sent me a, a text message saying what she wanted for Christmas. And He asked me if, a few days ago what I wanted, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have anything, you know, and then... As I was talking to one of the ladies at work, I was like, oh, okay, I can send them this. So go ahead. And so you sent me what you wanted. It was three things that she wanted. And I was beginning to think, I'm like, wow. And and, and as I'm, I'm thinking about Mark 11, 23, 24, and she didn't have any reservations or any doubts on what she was asking for, that she was going to get it. Yeah. You know, Jesus came to us to bring us the Father's way, how a relationship with him is, how mm-hmm. we're supposed to act with him, how we're supposed to, you know, dwell with him. Mm-hmm. And with Aisha, she did not have any doubts that what she told me that she was going to get. She said, I, I say, what do you want? She says, I want one, two, three whatever it was, and she know me being me that I would get that for her. Why? Because I love her. I'm going to do the things that she asked for me to do if they're in line with things that I can do. She's yeah. not going to ask me something that I can't do. Yeah. You know, in the same regard with the Lord, 
when you're in him, you're not going to ask him some off the wall thing. And you will, you won't even have to say, well, can I have this Lord? No, you're already in him. You, you, the Bible says that we are to, we abide in him and he abides in us. Mm -hmm. And Aisha knew that she was going to get it. There was no second thoughts, nothing that prevented her from saying, I'm going to get, Abram, I want this, and I expect to have that. She mm -hmm. doesn't have to say, I expect to have that by Christmas, thank you. None of that. It's like you ask and you're going to get it, as Jesus told us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that scripture that he just brought up was John chapter 15 about abiding, and it says, uh, this is, John 15, I'll start from verse 1 and go down. But it says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine. And he is, he is speaking to you tonight, today. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Which is good, because that's that's... That's the reason why we can come to Jesus because of what he did for us yeah. because of him dying on the cross and shedding his blood and washing us and cleansing us that we have this where we yeah. can come to him. Um, so that's that's really good. Verse three says again, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse four, this is where Abram was talking about abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine. Verse five, you are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Here's the final one. If, verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. That's good. That's good. The, it's like the Lord is showing us his way and his new way that if you abide in me, that's that's that relationship that we also many times have talked about and you may say why do you guys keep getting on that because that's exactly what it is it's not religion it's a relationship there are many religions in the world but this one is a, a living breathing relationship with the father and with the son and with the holy ghost it's a it's a relationship where you can talk to him and he speaks back you know it's not just um you talking to a dead wall or an idol or tree or whatever the case. No, you're you're talking to the living God. And then he's telling you, listen, if you abide in me and I abide in you, then you can ask what you will and I'll give it to you. A lot of times we 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 say that we read it and we believe it. But at the same time, we must look at our own lives. And, and I had to do this myself. And I asked the Lord why certain things that I was asking for, whether it's, it's healing or whatever it may be, whatever you may need at that time, why it wasn't happening. His word says it, and I believed it, but at the same time, I had to ask myself, okay, why? And then he told me, he said, you don't abide in me. Hmm. And when you look at it from that standpoint, we say, the Bible says that he abides in us. Mm-hmm. 
the Father is and the Holy Ghost, Jesus, they're already doing their part. But what is the part that we must do? We must make sure that we abide in him. Yeah. There was a lot of things in in the Old Testament that that the Father told Moses. He says, All these things will you will get. But it's conditional. If you don't do what I've told you do the command keep yeah. the commandments, yeah. then you'll be on the outside and all these things are gonna to happen to you. These curses and all those plagues that can that he said would happen. And in retrospect to that is Jesus is saying that if you abide in me, you will have this. I and you and you and me, and I will know you will know that the love of God is in you. Mm-hmm. Because he's He's yeah, in he's you. Good. You're in him. You know, my daughter the other day asked me for, hey, I need that. I need some soap to, to take a bath. I, I need to get clean. I dwell with her. We, we live together. We abide together. Mm-hmm. And there was no thought of, oh, will I get the soap that I need? I go to the store every week. I make sure we have the things that we have need of in the house. So she knows that I have some, I'll have some soap for her. Yeah. Whether it's soap that I use, because we use different soap, or whatever it may be, she knows that she's going to get the soap. She when knew she that she can come to her father yes. and ask what she needed, yeah. and he was going to give it to him. And there was no second she thought, had. as we talked about earlier, with you asking me. Mm-hmm. No second thought. Why do we always give a second thought when we ask something for the Lord? Because we don't know him. Cause, exactly. Because we don't abide in him. Mm-hmm. He may be in us. We say, well, I've accepted, you know, the being born again. I'm saved. But there's more than just words at that one point. You begin to grow in the Lord mm-hmm. from our, our daughter. She's a one-year-old. She's growing. She knows that I'm going to feed her. Mm-hmm. We're all, when we start, we're, we're babes in Christ. And some of us be, are still babes in Christ when we, when Paul talks about you should be off the milk and mm-hmm. be eating that meat. Mm-hmm. We have to get to the point where it's not a, faith is not just an a la carte thing that we just ask the Lord for this or for that. It needs to be a buffet. Mm-hmm. You need to sit down with the Lord. He says, if, if, you open the door, I'm knocking. Come on in. Let me in, and I will sup with you. Revelations 3, I believe, 17 through 20 or so. I can't remember. But he's saying that you're a part of me. I'm a part of you. Paul talks about, um, you can give the actual scripture, but you know where I'm going, where he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth oh, is yeah. named. That's we are a family in Christ, in, in God, in the Father. We are a part of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. These things are afforded to us, not just one, th- one time we ask for them and then we're happy that we got a prayer answered. Mm-hmm. It becomes more you just dwelling in him, abiding in him, not just something that you go to the Lord, oh, I need this. It should be something where yeah. we, are, we already have it. Yeah, You know, when... um. Obed-Edom had the, the Holy Ghost in the ark, and David wanted to get the ark back because he saw that his house was being blessed. I think it was for about three months. And this was in a container, if you will, a box, the Holy Ghost. How much more should we have the blessings of God 
in us, with us at all times. Paul says that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Obed-Edom was having a, a, a percentage of that. He didn't have all of the Holy Ghost, and we have all of him. But it was so noticeable that David yeah. was like, okay, it's time, I to bring get this, that. it's time to bring this Ark of the Covenant back. Yeah. I, I'm the king. I'm supposed to have it. Yeah. We're we, now in we the have, kingdom of God. Yeah. We're in the family of God. Yeah, the We're Father supposed to have that. If you're in Christ, yeah. if you're in Jesus, if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, yeah. the Father dwells in you. The Whereas, Holy Spirit was in a box. Yeah. It was dwelling in a box. Yeah. But when whoever Jesus, had it was blessed tremendously. Yeah, when Jesus yeah. died and we know the, the plan of salvation, Jesus no longer dwelt in boxes, in temples. Mm-hmm. That Solomon's temple was done away with. Yeah. Our He's in our hearts now. Yeah. The Bible says that he's put us in our in our hearts, not of stone, not 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 on tablets. Yeah. He's he's written yeah, he it in our hearts. A new covenant with us. A new covenant. Mm-hmm. And when you have a new covenant in Christ, when you and we're supposed to have this new covenant, we're supposed to have a covenant with with Christ, with with the Father mm-hmm. through Christ through Christ Jesus. But we still, as if he's in a box, the Holy Ghost. It's still as if he's far away. Mm-hmm. Not even in a box, because. Obed-Edom had him in a box. David had him in a box. But he's supposed to be in us. Not something that's far from us, something that we have to work up and, and read. And, of course, you read and study about the word and who you are. But once you grow in Christ, it shouldn't be an a la carte thing that you are asking and, and waiting and wanting and thinking. Will this happen? It says, without nothing doubting. Aisha was not doubting. Christmas is coming. She knows she's going to get it. It's no surprise she's, that she's going to get it. And then also, there can be a surprise that I do give her. And that's the exceeding above, abundantly above all that she asked or thinking that, that situation. Yeah. So we should be expecting what we're asking for. We're going to have it. And then extra things. It is always Christmas if you're a Christian. So if yeah, you're I heard a body this, He's going to give me a surprise. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I have some, I have some thoughts. Okay. 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 And if I have thoughts, How much of course, yeah. the father who has given us all spiritual blessings, he's given us Jesus Christ, his son to die for us. How much love, just that, that love that he's given to us. And what's the scripture? I think it's Ephesians uh, three, where it talks about, about the family. No, where it talks about the love of God, that you may know the love of God. It's still Ephesians 3. Okay. Yeah, yeah the depth and the, uh-huh. the height, the breadth, everything that, G, that the Father is. If, you, if we begin to understand that, then it won't be, there will be no doubt in your mind. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see how much the Father loves us. There was possibly doubt in Peter's mind. He says, have faith in God. Do not doubt. And once yeah, he was shocked, he yeah. was shocked that here Jesus just in normal everyday life, they're just walking. And then he goes into this fig tree. Jesus knew that that fig tree was not supposed to um, produce any fruit because it wasn't time for it yet. But he just goes up to it and Jesus expected it to have fruit. And then that fig tree didn't produce any fruit. So he looks at it and he curses it and says, you won't produce any fruit from here on out. And they went on their way. 
they went on their way. And then the next day, I'm sure the disciples were not thinking like, oh, you know. But in the next day, when they came across it, that fig tree that he had cursed was it did exactly what he said that it would do. It was withered from the root and it was gone. And so Peter and the disciples, they were all like, oh, my goodness, Jesus, look at this. What you said, what you said has come to pass. And Jesus like, have faith in God, have faith in the father, have faith in me. And that's what he's telling you all today. And he's telling us today, have faith in me, learn of me. That's a good, that's another scripture because, and I think I want to go there. That's Matthew chapter 11. Um, Cause that is a deal that I think we, we don't look at enough, but it's Matthew chap, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But that part we've read, many people have read that scripture. And it's a very comforting scripture because it, Jesus is telling you to come to him. If you're heaven laden, if you, if you have weights on you, if you have, you know, you're just stressed beyond measure, no peace, you're worried, you're worried all of that, that you can come unto Jesus and, and, um, and he will, he will receive you and he'll take that burden from you and he'll give you, he'll replace your burden with his because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. So he'll take that heavy yoke that, that you're, that you're carrying and he'll, he'll give you his, you know, but that part in there that says, learn of me, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't learn of him. Hear Jesus telling his disciples, have faith in God. Now they've been walking with him. They, they've seen him do other miracles. This wasn't the first miracle that Jesus did, but they're still were having to learn of him. We have to learn of him. We have to learn who we are in him. We have to learn how he is as a person, how mm-hmm. he is as our father. Yeah. Learn of the father, learn of the spirit. We have to learn of them so we know who they are. And then when we know who they are, then what Abram is saying Faith won't be this a la carte or wishing and hoping. Something that or you have to work up. Something that I have to work up. It will be, I know my father. Yeah. I know who he is. I know his character. I know his love. I know his love. Not just a, a head knowledge of love. Yeah. Being that, oh, he died for me. He sent his son to die for me, and now I'm saved. Yeah. Now I have fire insurance. Yeah. You know, we don't, and that's the thing. We don't want to learn of him for why I don't have because we lazy, lazy, and we want to do other stuff still. We want to do other stuff because we still a part of this world. That's Mm -hmm. why. Yeah. But there's a scripture that um, we've been on in 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 church in our church services, and it was Hebrews twelve, verse one, and it just said. And this is something that we all need to do, because like Abram said, why don't we want to learn of him? Because we 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 still, you know, want to be halfway in the world. We want to have one foot in the world, one foot you in the kingdom of God. You want to have your own life. You want to have your own life. You want to do your own thing. But he says, wherefore, seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So we need to throw all that. It ain't nothing in the world that is better than what Jesus has for you. There is nothing greater than having him in your life, than having him be your savior, than having him be your friend, your comforter, your guide. There is nothing better. And and as you grow in the Lord and as you uh, get to know him more, then Mark 11 will come alive. What happened was when I sent that email, I mean, I'm sorry, when I sent that text message to Abram and he was studying the word and he was studying Mark 11, that word came alive to him. Yeah, right then and there. Right then and there. I've We've read that many a time. How many, how many years oh, we've goodness, been getting years. these devotionals? And at that time, in that moment, that's when it came alive to me. I knew that this is what the what Jesus is talking about. When you ask, it, it is just as normal as my wife asking me for something that she knows that I'm going to get her. It's as normal as my daughter asking me for soap to bathe her. It was a need that she has. It was a, it's kind of fun. Aisha's was a want. My daughter's was a need. Mm, that's good. So it's not but you was just gonna do a both need. Now it's going to do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I love my wife. I love my daughter. Of course, she needs to bathe. Aisha, hey, it's the gift-giving season. With the Father, it's always the gift-giving season. He's gave, he's given us everything that we need. Yeah, he he's says, given yeah. us his son, Jesus Christ. He's given us the Holy Ghost. He's given us wisdom, all manner of good gifts, all manner of spiritual blessings. He's given that to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. You know, Ephesians, it also talks about the end of Ephesians 3, I believe, or, or 1. I can't remember. I, I read both of them, where it talks about um, that we may know the fullness of God, that He that the fullness of God may be in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for that, our minds can't even fathom what the fullness of God mm-hmm. is. And he's telling us to to know the love and the the depth and the height and the breadth of his love. And then he also to tell us that we may know the, that the fullness of God may be in us. Those are things that our minds cannot grasp. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that our minds are enmity between God. We cannot understand them with our minds. Mm -hmm. That's why we must learn of him. We must Ask the Holy Ghost to help us, and he will. He will give us this wisdom that we asked for, we talked about in, in a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. He will give us all these things. He's blessed us again with all spiritual blessings. I just wanted to say, you know, we are told to, to praise God for what he's given us, right? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about the process of how we would, give thanksgiving we we don't necessarily say praise all the time but Aisha knew that at the time that she asked me that I was going to give it to her and then there was going to be a time where I give her the gift Christmas not too many days from now she knew that she was going to get it and then 
as she got it, she would be, she rejoiced. She would be happy. Then her time of Thanksgiving would be then on that day. But with the Lord, I started thinking, what does he have to do? Does he have to wait? Does he have to go to the store and go get uh, our healing or some financial blessing that he's going to give us? There is no time. He's in eternity. He's already finished the work through Jesus Christ. So if a, if we already have it, if there's nothing that he has to do to, to give it to us, no legwork, if you will, that man has to do, then we can thank him as easily as that because we know that that day is already here. There is no time between, between God. He is in eternity. He's made time for, for man. But for him, it, it doesn't make a difference. You know, we, we talk about one day as a thousand and a thousand as a day. It don't make a difference to God. So Aisha has to wait until a certain point of time to, to get that gift that she's asking for. But when it's with the Lord, there is no time. So that is why we can thank him and praise him because we know that we have it because just as we ask, that's how easy it is for him to give it to us. And I'm sure even easier. It says that he's waiting for us to ask him. He knows those things before we even think of them, before we even ask them. So since that is the case, then we can say, all right, Lord, I need this. I want that. And you already know that your petitions are answered. Go ahead and thank him. Go ahead and praise him for those things. Because he's already done it. So listen, everyone. If you don't know Jesus, then learn of him. There's a great salvation that's ahead of that that is waiting for you. If you know Jesus, learn of him. There's still a great salvation. There's still great mysteries, great a great life ahead of you when you get to know him. So if you don't know him, call on him and he'll save you. 